The Hard Shoulder with Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Bobby Kerr, presenter of Down to Business, joins us as always on a Tuesday at this time uh, to dispense some advice to businesses, bosses and staff alike. And if you have a career question, an SME question or whatever, you can email us, thehardshoulder at newstalk.com or text us on the usual line 53106 and we'll bring it uh, to Bobby to reply. Let's start with Jim in Dublin. Um... I've run a shop for five years in the city centre. It's a convenience store and has traded well for the last three years, having struggled for the three years before that. I want to grow my business, but I feel that I'm trading at maximum capacity for this city location. So I want to find a new location. What, in your opinion, are the 10 most important things you should look for in assessing a new location? So, location, 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 Bobby, go to it. Yeah, okay. Well, I I thought about this from Jim and a couple of things, just again, looking into his email. He's six years in business, three years struggling, three years where he's making a go of the business. But he has realised one thing that he's maxed out his sales. Maybe even his sales are falling in the particular area. One thing I've always noticed, and you'll notice, Ivan, over the years, is that cities and towns, they're all the time changing. In other words, a place that can be really, really good for four years can all of a sudden change because of other dynamics, a new train station, whatever it is. So I think you've got to be, you've, you've got to have a short window and a long window. So location is the first thing. Where is it? Who are the potential customers and will they come into the shop? Go down and count bodies, count cars, count people at bus stops. This is a footfall-driven business, a convenience store, and it's driven by people passing the door, people in the locality. So the more information he can get about bodies on the ground, uh, cars on the street, whatever it is, the more... What are the footfall drivers? Is it a a railway station? Is it a college? Is it uh, a number of businesses in the area? Is there petrol involved? All sorts of things. Who else is there? What do they offer? What can Jim do that's better and different than the others? So he needs to do a full competitive analysis. That's number four. Number five, and this is a biggie. What are the property costs? What are the rents, rates, service charges? Is there a break clause? How long is the lease? Can he sublet? Is there a rent-free period? All the property stuff, which, you know, is no negotiated the first day, but is often the difference between making money and not at a location. So that's critical. Planning permission. Have I factored in how long it'll take? Will there be objections? How much will the fit-out cost? How will he fund that? Um, how will the sales mix be different? And this is interesting. If you're a city centre trader and you're moving to a suburb or you're moving to a different type of location, it's likely that the sales mix might be different, that your margin will be different. And again, he needs to think about that. Um, the other two quick things, who will my staff be? Will any of the shop, the staff in the existing shop move? Will they relocate? And finally, and this is probably the most important thing, is what is his plan to develop and drive sales? Uh, that's the most important thing in a new site. If he knows the business, which he clearly does from operating at six years, once he gets the sales right, the rest will sort itself out. Yeah, the other thing I would add is because I opened an awful lot of virgin betting shops, over 60 of them, uh, 
uh, both here and in the UK. And a bit like the coffee shop business, you know, they were uh, an element of here's a unit. It's a thousand square feet. It's 1500 square feet. And I would always have a formula of in those days, pubs, parking and footfall. And and you would always test dock it, the other bookies in the area. So you could actually tell whether they're doing 8000 slips a week or whatever. But I would say this to you, Jim, there is no matter how much research you do and you can't do enough of it along the lines that Bobby has advised. There is an element of drilling for oil. I've opened shops that did 60 grand a week for the second week and then other shops that did 15 grand. And and Uh, it wasn't always entirely obvious. And I've got it wrong as well. And I've also often been surprised on the basis that, you know, rarely did I ever uh, get to a a stage where sales actually started with a bang and then fell. Uh, It used to be slowly, slowly. Incrementally, yeah. But in my latter days, uh, when we used to go to new towns, you know, where we weren't before, we used to see that effect, where your sales would be actually stronger and then peter out. Mm. Uh, So, yeah. No, no, what I'm saying, there's an element of risk. A big time. It's not like you're buying an established business with certified turnover. There is a risk. But if he analyses those 10 points, I think he'll be close enough. He'll improve his chances. Absolutely. All right, we have a question here from Billy in the Midlands. I'm 26, have worked in the same business for three years and have a real itch to travel. All right. I asked my boss for six months leave of absence and would have settled for three. But I got a flat no, saying that the business can't perform if key people like me are not there for a long period. Want to approach the boss one more time? What approach would you suggest? He wants to go on a sabbatical. (laughs) I wouldn't be that optimistic, but what I would suggest to Billy is maybe, maybe, just maybe, he should try and present the boss with a solution. Hello, Mr. Boss. This is Amy. I've trained her up. We're quiet for those three months in June, July and August. Amy will only cost you a quarter of what I cost you. Uh, She's able to do the job. Please, please, can I have the three months off? But Amy could take his job. She could, but that's a risk he runs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a risk he runs. Yeah. But that's, I, I don't think, I think uh, unless he could present a solution of sorts, he's probably going to get a no. Right, right. Well, you see, a lot of businesses where there is the, you know, the personal touch and that and for sales and so on, you know, continuity is very, very important. And, you know, like... You're either committed to the business or you're not. It's not like he's been there 23 years. He's only been there three. Yeah, he's yeah. only in a wet week. But I don't know, you know, like these these sort of 26-year-olds who want to travel the world, they don't really have... Another gap year. They don't really have that loyalty factor. I know, you know? I know, so, I know. Um, well, it's not like our day. Okay, <laughs> uh, Darren in County Loud says, Hi, Bobby. I was thinking up of thinking of setting up an energy consultancy business, as I know from direct experience how to reduce energy and property costs in a business. I have saved my current employer thousands of euro using my techniques. I feel the energy consultancy market is full of charlatans and snake oil salesmen. Well, you've come to the right place with Bobby. (laughs) And I'm not a hard sell merchant and feel this will come against me. Any thoughts, asked Darren in County Louth? I have. uh, uh, This is one of those type of businesses that 
you know, some guy comes into your office and says, I can save you 50 grand or I can, that there's always, it's always too good to be true. You know, I'll change your energy supplier. I'll do this, this and this. Now, also, you often find that if businesses are making too much money uh, in one place, often they're not good on this kind of stuff. And he clearly, Darren has said that he clearly has a technique. to. So what he really This has could to, be insulation. It could, it could be, be. It yeah. could be. We don't really know. Yeah. But what, 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 what we do know is that he's got a, a system and he's got a technique that clearly demonstrates that he can reduce costs. So he's got a kind of, like, he does have to become a bit of a salesman because it's a bit of a hard sell. Like, if unless he's prepared to knock on doors, to show people tangibly but what I he can do. But I in this day and age that people had to get training and qualifications for BER and all that kind of thing, that I, I think he should just research uh, not telling you your business, Bobby, but I just think you should tell him to research what are the qualifications because it is quite a technical area. It energy. is, but, but if I'm a if I'm a businessman running a manufacturing plant or whatever, and Darren can save me money, I don't really care what qualification he has. To be honest with yeah. you, if he if he's got a technique uh, about. Uh, reducing costs, energy costs, whatever they are, let them off. I'll take one more from Pat. Bobby, I was thinking of getting into the drone business. <laughs> As everyone says, it's the future. What do you think? And then he adds, Pat, will you back me? <laughs> well, I'd say you're going to have to suck up some bad news there anyway. How much do you want, Pat? <laughs> and just, uh, you can text hey, me. Your, your Dragon Den days are over. <laughs> well, Carry I can on. tell you. I, I There's just, no soft money coming out of Bobby. I think the drone business is the, one of the businesses of the future. Do and you? I, I do. I do. Uh, Notwithstanding the new regulations after gas rate. I I, I think once we get around all that, I do think, and I I think it's probably worth a bit of research, Pat. So have a look at it and come back to me and we'll we'll talk. No, but what what application of a drone? Well, I think it's about, like, and I know some serious players in Ireland uh, who... They're just toys. No, but either I know somebody who's developed a very successful other business who's now focusing on this area around parcel delivery and that sort of stuff. It is a business of the future. Um, but, but no, but there's going to be new regulations that you just can't fly these where you like. No, I know that. I know that. But, you know, there's regulations. About you, know, there's, you know, there's big controversy in the UK, in the horse racing business, right? People have hired drones to go out the country and follow them. And they're much quicker, say a horse hits a fence, right, than the satellite television or the terrestrial television. And people are betting on running because of the drone information. No way. It's highly illegal. Yeah, no, and it's upsetting the horse. Well, I'm looking forward to Cheltenham now when you'll be giving me all those tips. Yeah, two weeks today. Happy days. Two weeks today.